you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Today's guest on ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski is author Sam Wasson. Sam has written books on Bob Fosse, Paul Mazursky, Audrey Hepburn, Blake Edwards, and the one that brought Sam to my attention, Improv Nation, How We Made a Great American Art. This is the only book I've ever read on how theatrical improvisation, as we now know it, came to be. It's funny, smart, informative, heartbreaking, and alive. In other words, it's just like a great improv scene. Our conversation bounds from improv inspiration to what does it mean to play, to passion and creativity, to saying yes. We had a blast. Enjoy my pod chat with author Sam Wasson. Teach that sort of way. And I understand, if I really think about it, I understand the reason for having those three line scenes. Uh, And I also believe that why don't we teach people just to fucking be? Right, find the story in the scene. You can't walk into the scene with an idea, then you're not improvising. What did Viola say? It's not about the, oh, I love this Viola thing. It's not about, I'm paraphrasing, it's not about the the clever rearranging of the gnome. This is not about the clever rearranging of the gnome. And so to walk in with any kind of preconceived idea, is to do that, is to not really improvise. So, yeah, I, I, I found the three-line drills maybe maybe good for a writer, but That's not it. good for an improviser. Right. You know, I could see how if I was doing a story, I would, I would want to waste no time telling the audience everything that I knew. But I would know where I was going at that point. Well, you would... Would you? Well, would you if, know yeah, that? I mean, yeah, if I was publishing a story, but I, I would think... When you that, say story... You mean fiction? I mean fiction. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't want to waste any time. I mean, a, a, a writer of fiction knows everything by the time the story is published. You know everything. By the time the story is published. Yeah, But right. not while they're going through the exactly. process. Exactly. Not while they're discovering it. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, so fuck three-line drills. I think that that's... <laughs> I, I think... I, I mean, I, I've never thought about that till this moment. Mm-hmm. So... I love what you're. I love that about what you're teaching. Which is what? Which is to just have them jump into a scene and see where it goes. Jump into a scene, see where they are, and when I say see where they are, I mean literally see where you are. Maybe even calling it a scene is a is a destructive idea. To just start talking or just to start being is what you're start saying. Being. Yeah. Start being. Yeah. I think that what it is is I'm, I've been looking for this this quote and I can't figure it. I can't find it anywhere. But it's such a good quote. But I really not. I have to figure out who. I have to find out who said it, and I don't know how. It's the idea of the moment that you you do, the moment that you look at reality is the moment that you the moment that you see what it is that's happening is the moment that you ground yourself. The moment that you see what is happening is the moment. And when I say happening, I mean I'm in a scene with you. You're sitting there. You've got your finger on your chin. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, that's what the fuck that, is happening. That's the suggestion that I'm giving you. And that's the reality right. of what's happening right. in that moment. And if you don't know that you're standing there with your finger on your chin. Which I didn't. Right, you yep, didn't. Yep. If you don't know that you're sitting there with your finger on your chin, then you're going to then we're going to have a hard time here because you are you are you are there. You are not with me in that moment. Hmm. If you are not with you. If you are not with you, you are not with me. Hmm. See, I thought it made it more interesting that I didn't know my finger was on my chin because it means that I'm not self-conscious. Well, who's I? <laughs> 
you know, at that moment. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but if you say I am not self-conscious, yeah. the moment that I start the scene is the the moment that I the moment that I go. I know, I know, I know, Bruce, that you're curious, but you know, you're going to figure out the answers yeah, when yeah. you figure out the answers. Yeah. Like that's what this character. This is what that's I'm saying. That's what I'm giving you. So the moment, so you can't. You can go, oh, I'm surprised that I knew. I'm surprised that I did not know that. So it's what... Um... Is this how TJ and Dave started off? Um, no, you're, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to end your question. You know, like, <laughs> like, they didn't start off taking a suggestion. They just got out on stage. And started. And started... Or continued. And, and continued. They got on stage and continued. Yeah, they yeah, continued yeah. doing a scene that they never started. And it's a very zen idea. Absolutely. And to watch them sort of rev up, uh, uh, what, what you're describing reminds me of watching them rev up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that they're doing is being. And, and, I, and I remember the first time that Pasquese came into my eyes, it was 1982 or 83, uh, we were at uh, Improv Olympic, and, um, uh, and, I was, and, and he gets on stage, and what I immediately noticed was he never... He didn't bring anything in. He noticed everything that was happening and he commented on everything that was happening. And I thought, that's the kind of work that I want to do. That's, that's, that makes total sense with, with what I know of him and with what you just described. Mm-hmm. So that feels good. Why does that feel good to you? It feels good to me because I don't have to work. It feels good to me because I don't, want, I don't want my students to work. I don't want actors to work. I don't want to fucking work. I don't want to come in there and go, okay, uh, what, who, what, and where can I start this scene with? You know, okay. And, you know, I, I, you know, I always, I'm able to riff on this stuff because I've been doing it for so long, but it's the, this idea of, uh, uh, thank you, Carlos, for coming down to the running of the bulls with me in Pamplona. I know yeah. that your wife is yeah. a, an astronaut and you're yeah. on the lamb. It's like, I can fucking do that. Yeah. But the moment that I do that, I am burdening both of us with this bullshit. Didn't Viola call that playwriting? Oh, yeah. I think she called that playwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a negative, in a negative way. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, every, and, and every teacher that I've had at Second City has talked about playwriting. It's like you're playwriting or you're directing action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not responding to the other person in your head. It makes perfect sense. It right. makes perfect sense. Are you getting any resistance when you teach this? Oh, right away. That's you a are. really good question. My, you know, I, I sit down with my students. I go, I'm going to talk to you for, I'm going I'm to talk at you for 20 minutes. I'm going to talk at you for 20 minutes. And I'm going to get a lot of, and, and, and it was a discovery that I made where I am getting pushback from people especially people who have been in improv for a long time. It's the people that have never been in improv at all. I, they, don't, they don't care because they don't know the rules that right. I'm talking about. Right, right, right. So I'm going to get pushback. And do they have an argument or is it just an emotional kind of stubbornness to uh, the way that they... Sometimes I don't know that it's a stubbornness as much as people, and this is what... Because uh, people really wrap their head around what it is that I'm teaching. And wrap their head and their heart and their spirit around what it is that I'm teaching. And so what I get right away, it, I will watch people be give me resistance, but when I say, why are you fighting this? And they usually say, you know, it's it's just a, a, a vestigial organ, you know, something right. that I'm used to this, yes. doing it this way, and you're asking me to do it that way. Great, that is improv, breaking the habits. That is improv, <laughs> realizing the habits, yeah. and say, historically, I would, but that's when, <laughs> this is me talking, I'm just, it's like, this is you interviewing me, but it's, it's, it's me, like, the, the, 
it's breaking habits, but it's also, I'm, I tell my students, your personality is not allowed on stage. Your history is not allowed on stage. Right. So what, and that means that your habits are not allowed on stage. Right. So we have to start tabula rasa. We yep. have to start with an empty slate. Yep. And when you talk about the three lines, you talk about getting the who, the what, and the where at the beginning of the scene, these are things that are not, uh, for me, not helpful. They're not improv. No. Yeah. I, what made you, what made you, because I, boy, I just, Sam, I loved your book so fucking much. And uh, so many people, I, I've just turned so many people onto it. And um, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't look at your numbers of how many copies you made, but I've got three of them. Um, and I just you. gave one, I just Thank gave you. one away uh, to my last podcast guest, um, Steve Burroughs. Uh, who was one of the original people on Baron's Barracudas? And yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, too. oh! Wow, God, that 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 makes me feel really. You know, you write these things. You know, I mean, I just want to please the people I know, and I'd like to make a little money. But I, I, I emotionally that makes that make that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, who, who, who did you? think your audience was i i think about i honestly thought about you david a lot because i listened to your podcast mm -hmm. and um the way that you thought about improv i thought was the way that i thought about improv and i think i think we both well so so i wanted to please you specifically <laughs> um I wanted to, and I wanted to please the, the, the friends of mine whose view of improvisation I really knew and really trusted. And I wanted to please Mike Nichols. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and then he was rude enough to die. And you never I, got a chance I, to talk to him. I did get a chance to talk to him. I did talk to him, and then he died. And, um, but I ran a lot of my big theses by him. And, when he signed off on one of them, I really felt emboldened. But that, I'm putting Nichols into a category that includes people like you, um, um, other people you would know, like Andrea Martin and some of the SCTV guys, and some of my friends from college mm -hmm. who I improvised with. And these are these are my I don't know the, these are my um, th these are the people I respect, right. and, and I wanted to please I wanted to please them. Did you have what? Did you wake up one morning and go, oh, that's what I want to do? Or was this brewing in your head for a while? It was brewing. In college, I, I improvised mm -hmm. uh, for four years. And um, I've always been an admirer. Of, I've always been a jazz fan. And it was the, at the moment that I put this together. Actually, it was with Nichols that I put together. Okay, wait a second. If jazz is American because it's, improv it's improvised, that's what really makes it American. Then why isn't improv? Why don't we regard improv the same way that we regard jazz, which is the American art form? In fact, to me, and I know this will get me—you know, people, people have shit on me for this—but I think I'm right. Um, it's actually more American than jazz, insofar as anyone can improvise. Whereas with jazz, I can't play an instrument. Um, um, and you know, uh, but I but anyone can improvise. And for me to play an instrument, I'd have to hire someone to teach. This this takes money. This takes time. All of these things limit the range of the number of people. But whereas, as you know, to improvise, all you need is a couple of rules, and you're you're in there. So this is much more inclusive. When I put that together, 
with Nichols' help, actually, and Nichols, Nichols fought me on a few ideas. It was great. When, I, when, when he saw that one, and I saw that one, I was like, okay, there's a book. That's really good. Um, so it seems it, it's um, so while you're saying that I'm kind of I, what you're saying I'm going through my head of how, what what Viola uh, started, uh, which was just it's not just which was uh, uh, kids in Chicago uh, who had no money, yeah, uh, who were not born in this country, yeah, yeah. Uh, who needed a sense of um, uh, all that yeah who, 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 are, who are looking to both assimilate and to um, coll- collaborate yeah if you will that's to, America yes that's absolutely America they couldn't speak the same language in many cases and, and they couldn't they didn't have even language to communicate so how are you going to bridge that divide well the same way jazz does with with music right um, you just go off intuition movement being in the space other th- other things and and um, it's true and I knew the Viola, Viola was right because bef- I knew she was right uh, because um, a I had improvised and and B my mother's a preschool teacher so I've seen the children um, I've seen the children play um, and uh, I, I, I was a believer in play way before I understood it to be a part of improvisation. Right. So all of these pieces fit together in my uh, mind. It's a long way of answering No, it's question. a really good question because there's just so much over there that I could creatively metastasize with. So it's it, there's just so much there to go, uh, uh, yes, teaching, yes, collaborating, yes, and we keep saying yes. Um, I, I, I love it. Uh, and healing, and healing. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm. What can I say? Healing is good for everyone. It's especially good for people in show business, mm-hmm. and amongst the people in show business, it's even more urgent for funny people. Right, I, I think. Right. I think so. Yeah. So I really saw improvisation as a way of of uh, of, of healing. Well, I remember when I I was uh, starting. Um, I was I was starting my improv career because I've been I've been doing this for a really long time and I was starting my improv career uh, around the time that I also discovered jazz and I remember going I was at University of uh, Illinois I was touring around the Midwest uh, teaching uh, I was a I was a I don't know how to describe it I haven't really described this job in a long time I was uh, a counselor in a Jewish day camp that went around the Midwest and we were at University of Illinois and we saw there the big band or we saw like like some big band doing sophisticated lady or something mm-hmm. like that and mm-hmm. I and it hit me so hard you know he, hearing somebody riff on sophisticated lady and at the same time my friends were also into John Coltrane and I was taking classes at uh, from Del Close, who was just you know uh, the beat guy, and I remember listening to Coltrane's "My Favorite Things" mm-hmm. at the same time that we were working on the Herald, mm-hmm. and the Herald and "My Favorite Things." There, there's this huge fucking intersection between the wow. two of them because you get a theme, and the theme of you get a theme or you get a suggestion theme. Uh, you you get a suggestion which develops into a theme in in a Herald, and then you uh, and 
and then you riff on it and what you want to do is you want to come back the end is the beginning Absolutely. you want to come back so then at the same time I'm listening to Coltrane do my favorite things and you go and then he fucking goes off yep. for 14 fucking yeah, yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. and still you're able <laughs> to listen to that and go there's that section of that song there's the section of the melody there's that section of the melody there's the section of the melody but it's it's hidden within there and you go on this fucking journey yes and it goes back to you know the product of improvisation is the process of improvising I'm listening to Coltrane improvise because that's the product that he does say that again the product of improvisation is the process of improvising the product the product of improvisation is the process of improvising another way to say that is the process of improvising is, is the, the product of Ah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So I don't go to an improv show to see the end of the improv show. I go to the improv show to see the interaction between two, the, the emotional interaction between two people, uh, you know, or two or more people. Yes, yes. And that, that is what you teach. That's really at the core of what you teach, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Right. Because I don't care about the end product. I just, I am not interested in how it ends. Yes. Because the end is like, yeah, okay. It's, it's the like, connection between people. The, it, it's the connection between yes. two people. So you go back, you, you must draw a lot of your origin, your creative origin from Viola and Paul. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, well, but that's, that's, you know, that's, uh, I am... But not everyone does. No, not but here's the does. thing. I was about to say, I'm, I am lucky in that I've got, I'm lucky in that I have uh, my teachers and directors learn from Paul and Viola. Mm -hmm. Like Sheldon Patinkin mm -hmm. learned from Paul and Viola. Sheldon was a contemporary of Paul. You know, uh, Gelman was a contemporary of, you know, again, he was a contemporary of, of Dell. Right. And so all of this, so when I started out, and in problem, people in the podcast have heard this before, when I started out, it was, um, we were, I, I was, the, the, the improv teachers were acting teachers. What year is this? Ish. Um... 83? 83, right. So it really is pre-Dell It's as well, a teacher. It's Dell. It's Dell oh, it teacher. is Dell. So 83, 83, 84, okay, you know, okay. something like that. Um, but uh, so at that time, you know, Dell was an improviser, but Dell was also an actor. And, you know, Dell knew his shit. And all the other teachers that I had at Second City, they were actors. They were trained as actors. Um, and now people, so I have, so there's an acting background. There's a, 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 an acting background in my work. Um, and in my in the way that I'm, that I've been taught, mm. um, people now who are taking improv classes are taught by improvisers. Mm -hmm. So there's a part that's mm -hmm. missing, I think. Yeah. Yes. And 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 it made me think. That's one of the things that made Mike and Elaine so great is that they were actors too. Absolutely. Um, and when you look at that stuff, it, it it's what I mean. It, it it's what takes it into. It's what, well, no, I'm not going to say it. I was about to say what takes it, in, it's what takes it into theater, but then, of course, I thought, well, improv is theater, too. Um, but I don't think that many people look at it that way. They don't? I don't think people look at it as improv is theater. What I, I for me, I, on my website, it's like all, all improv is acting. And I think that people don't, like, when I say to an actor, when I say to an improviser, somebody who call themselves an improviser, I'm like, you're an actor. 
They're going to fight me on it. I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah, I would fight you on it. Yeah. I would I would love to be considered an improviser, but never an actor. Well, but the thing is, you're going to be on stage. What, I don't see what fucking difference it makes. Right. Somebody comes in. Right. Um, they come in, and they're, uh, the audience pays. It's a theater. Yeah. You're on stage. Right. You're either wearing, whether you know it or not, you're wearing a fucking costume. Yeah. You know, um, they're called scenes. Right. You know, you said that line. Uh, I don't know what. I don't, but you if know. you practice yes and in life, if you just do that sort of thing, if you oh, improv, yeah, yeah, improv yeah. as life, then. But the minute you're saying the minute you get on stage, you're an actor. Just you, you stop. You stop being an improviser. No, you're. It, it's the same thing. Okay. All acting is improv. Okay. I'm sorry. All improv is yeah, acting. Yeah, 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 All no, improv is acting. Yeah. There's no difference. In it. And and I think the moment and I've said this before too. The moment that an act, an improviser calls himself an actor. They, they, they just grew a tail that's 3,000 years But not years all long. improvisers are great actors and not all great actors are improvisers. I'm, right? You said great. You just added a great. Yeah. You just added a modifier there. Because it's I'm a not different saying muscle. I, for me, um, no, that's true. and uh, That's true. But you know, to say great, that's different. That's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very different conversation. You're saying they're, they, they need, in the best improvisers, they work together? I would say the best improvisers know that they're actors and know that you know, they, they know that they're actors. So there's a skill set. The mm-hmm. skill set is blocking. Mm-hmm. The skill set is uh, 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 sharing your voice. The skill set is taking the moment. Taking the fucking moment. Take the fucking moment. People aren't taking the moment. And I go, why are you in such a fucking hurry? Because really, um, <laughs> really, it's like, what are we doing? We're, I'm, I'm sitting in the audience and you in the dark audience mm-hmm. and you're on stage in the light and I'm paying to be a voyeur. Yeah. So you fucking better be voyeur yeah. meat. Is that is that because they're afraid of uh, not going for the they want to rush the laugh and the moment is truly unknown? They're product oriented. They're not process oriented. That's that's good. That's good. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And and the the richest the richest improv, I mean, when I saw you do it about a year ago, um, you, 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 you allowed for the moments. I was watching life. That's what I want to see. I want to see life. I mean, I could see entertainment on YouTube. You know, I could see it on television. There is more than enough jokes out in the world. But where do we get to see life? Right. I want to teach people. Uh, I want to... I I said I mentioned earlier. I don't want you to fight. I don't want you to work. And what I want to watch is I want you to be a fucking human being. So, so if if you are, do you consider yourself? Do, will you feel that if you do a show without any laughs, it's a good show? Is that possible for you? Um, I want to get laughs. You want to get laughs. I want to get laughs, but that's not the. Um, that's that's not my main thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know that there are people that are main things. So you look at UCB. I feel like that their yeah, main for sure. thing. It it really it, it it feels to me. And and did you ask this question? I forgot how we got to, it and I can't remember what we. we and also, about. you're teaching people how to be in the world. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And that, that's that, another, that's yeah, a major yeah. thing too. Is, yeah, is, yeah. is 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 right there. There seems to be. Right there, there isn't seems to be there. There are people that will come back to me and say, "This is more than an improv class." Exactly, that's exactly right. But I believe that that's what that's what one of the reasons that we do what we do, the yep. art that we do, yep. is to say it's not just about this product. Yes. it's about me celebrating celebrating the fact that I'm 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 in this world. And and that's when I was listening to your 
podcast as I was writing the book, it was that sentiment that made me think, okay, this guy and I are, if this guy who is uh, uh, um, an expert in this field, I wasn't an expert when I started out, mm -hmm. if this guy feels the way that I feel as a sort of n advanced novice, then maybe I am on the right track to write this book. You really were one of the people who gave me the courage to say. I'm so glad to hear Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For that very reason, what you just said. So you go into this thing, and this is what you go into with all of the books that you've written, is the idea of, I want to... Uh, there... You, you go into it and say, I have no idea. I have an idea. Yeah. Um, I have a nugget. Yeah. Um, I don't know where this is going to go. I think, I think I yep. know where it's going to go. I think, I think I know where it's going to go. Um, and because I think, I think I know where it's going to go. That can, that's enough to drive me. And you are into the discovery of these things, which then inspires you to go in maybe a different direction that you didn't know. Oh yeah, no, you never, you, 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 if you know everything, then the book, then it's because someone else has already done the work, and therefore your book is redundant. Is redundant. So there, there always has to be something that you know is true, otherwise you're starting out on a false premise, and you could be entering this thing for reasons that have nothing to do with reality, <laughs> and that's a bad idea. You have to be obsessed with something that is true. Yes. And and mm. and and uh, all my books start out with that. I was obsessed with something that I knew was true. And the rest was a mystery. You have to be obsessed with something that is true. Yeah. Uh, let me think about that, because I really like that. You have to be obsessed with something that is true. I think that that, for me, right there, you have to be obsessed with something that is true, is such a great line, because it really makes me think about what is it that drives me, in a scene, what, what do I get excited about? I get excited about when I land on something that I know is true. Yes, yes. And then it's like, I want to pick at that yes, for a long fucking yes, time. Yes, yes. And, and, and then, but there comes, not but, yeah, sure, but, there comes that feeling, I want to obsess about something that is true. That's so interesting because it, it makes me want to keep picking at it and going at it and making another discovery and then questioning, is that true anymore? Is whatever I'm feeling true? Um, and in, in improv, what I love is somebody who really comes in an improv scene, somebody really comes in feeling this is my truth yeah. and then at some point goes, oh, no, 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 that's not my truth. Well, and this is different from books in that way because <clears throat> if you lose that truth... And you, when you're writing a book, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose the book because it's 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 you've got to write from, um, you've got to hold on to a point of view. It's different because if you don't hold on to a point of view while you're writing a book, you're gonna have a mess. If you don't hold on to a point of view when you're doing an improv scene, you're gonna have a mess. Is that that's true? Oh, that's what I. That's one of the main tenets of what I teach. What's your fucking point of view? My point of view is this. Bill, would you go over and turn the stereo on? That's my point of view. My point of view is this. Bill, would you go over and turn the stereo on? And what I call the sisters of that line, which is, Bill, it would be great if you would head over there and you know, turn some music on. Uh, Bill, why don't you get up and see if you like any of the music that I have and then put it on. Like, that's your point of view. If you go, Bill, go over and turn the music on, I think it's a Harmon Carden. They really got a great sale. Bang & Olufsen used to make something that was really similar to that, but what ended up happening was it just, you know, and then it was like, what the fuck happened to my point so, of view? So, so the beginning part Part of the scene is finding the point of view. The beginning part of the scene is expressing the point of view. You don't have to find anything. You have to find nothing. 
but but how do you know what the point of view is going to be until you find it? You're saying you walk into a scene with I it? walk into a scene and I see that you're doing this and yeah. it looks like you're curious. Yeah. And I'll notice, I'll go, yeah, you know, Bruce, you're going you're gonna to make discovery of what this is going to be about. That's your point of view. That's my point of view. And it's based upon what I'm seeing you doing in that moment. Yeah. So then, you, so then yeah, then, then it's a good a- analogy for what, for what I do. Right. Yeah. And, and, and as we're talking about it, I'm thinking, um, as we're talking about that, I'm thinking uh, how different, how it starts out writing, writing a book and the books that you write, which are, non, for the most part, nonfiction books, start out with an idea and then you investigate that. No, no okay. As opposed to a documentary filmmaker who starts out with an idea and it's never, the end is never what you think the beginning is. He goes on or she goes on a journey. Yeah. And that journey is, you think that it's about one thing, but it turns out. Well, maybe it's because I'm in control. It's just me putting the words on the page. When you, when you, when you, when you film something, you cannot control all the elements in a documentary. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that accounts for it. What was something that you that that you discovered? Uh, just what is something that you discovered in 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 in, in writing the book, um, Improv Nation? I'm gonna get that right. Uh, I just get it right. Um, what was it that you discovered that you didn't know that you were gonna that you that you weren't that that you weren't gonna discover? What what did you discover that you didn't realize that you discovered? Like, that's not the way I want to. Yeah, say no. It. What did you discover? What did what you, you discover? discover? Yeah, writing the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I discovered I was right about the Americanness of this. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but what what did I discover? Okay, now you're asking me to remember the book. I wrote it a long time ago. I get it. But, but, well, but it let me think about thing. it. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be just one thing. I want to do a good one. I want to do a good one. Um, that it works. That what works? Improv. Mm-hmm. That it works. I don't mean as a theatrical form, although it's play or improv is the only thing you can't get too much of. Is the only thing that feels good that you can't be addicted to. And I'll put love in there, but I wasn't the first to say that. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we all know that you can't get enough, you know, of the good kind of love. I don't mean to codependence, all that shit. I mean, of love, you can't get enough. Right. Play, I think, is the only other thing and I'm really going through the Rolodex in my mind just to be sure. I think it's the only thing that that you can you just get more. Right. More is better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think it. Go ahead. No. Yeah. It seems Does that make sense? It, it totally makes sense, and it also seems to be something that nobody really talks about. The idea of play, the idea of just fucking play, because that's what I really look forward to when I do this work. Is the idea of I cannot wait to find out. Whatever. I can't wait to fuck around with somebody. Right. Play improv. I'm using them as synonyms. I totally understand. Thing. I yeah, totally yeah, understand. Yeah. Because when you say play, I'm not, you know, when I say, when you say play, I think of, um, <clears throat> I, th- I think of the show that I just did with, uh, called Jetso, um, with, with this, uh, Juzo, this, uh, uh, Japanese man and this guy, Chad Damiani, uh, this American guy. And they're, they're, they do a duo and they invite somebody to play with them, to play with them. And that is the, right there. It, I never... Uh, Chad was a student of mine. Uh, I, they do a different. It's a different show every time they play. There's no. There's no nothing other than play. And I looked at this guy, this Japanese man who I don't know, and he. They're both clowns. Yeah. And I don't know them. And I just. I look at him and go. I cannot wait to fucking find uh, find out how I'm going to play with them. 
and just to sit and, 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 and take a moment before I even said anything to go, how, do, how are they playing? Yep. How are they playing? And, and, and what I don't mean is how are they acting. Yep. I mean, how are they playing? Yep. Yep. And my sister who's a therapist. She says, play is mental health. How about that one? Play is mental health. So the book brought me to that realization too. And if you look at the, the writing of, of Winnicott... Um, who was a major child therapist and all all about he came to the same he came to the same conclusion so as did Viola as did Viola exactly right so when I say improv works and that was my discovery I mean all of these things I mean it is finally is the way to healing and peace so I I really end up in the spiritual with this uh, um, um, and I'm not a, it's funny, I was about to say I'm not a spiritual person. Um, this is the closest I get to peace. And this, and, and, and this book got, this book woke me up there. The writing of it woke, woke me up. Especially because all of these people, they start as fucked up, angry, conflicted I was going to say Jews, and then I changed my mind, but I'm going to go back to Jews. I mean, except for Dell. Except for Dell. Right. But, but fucked up. Right. Fucked up. So my personal private Idaho with this was to unfuck myself right. writing this book. Right. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. I, what I love about the work, I love that. that that's all really good. <laughs> what I love about this work about improvisation is it takes you out of you. Takes you out of you, right, right, right. And uh, and therapy doesn't, in my experience, does not. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, well, uh, some therapy for me because I, I was in ther- I, I've been in therapy. I'm a huge fan of therapy. And uh, what I find is what I found was therapy does take me out of me, but the me that wants me to be fucked up. So <laughs> I. I I actually understood everything you just said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and my therapist is all about, all right, so that happened. Let's move on. Yes, and. That's yeah, yes, and. Right. And yeah, what I was yeah. noticing was, <coughs> maybe you and your sister had this conversation, but what I was noticing was what, what my therapist's name is David. What David was doing was essentially what I do when I'm improvising. It's like going from one place to another place and, and, and just accepting that and moving on. It was, it was a behavior modification. That was a therapy. Like accepting that and moving on from that, listening to what somebody's saying, deep tissue listening to what somebody's saying. So would you say this is teaching you how to play? It's the idea of giving yourself forgiveness for what it is that you're feeling in that moment. And just to go, you know what? Fuck that happened. That's all that you can do. To be aware of what the fuck is happening and to accept that. To say yes and to you. To say yes and to you and and, 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 and yes and. Um, another part of that is um, to help people realize that regret is a fucking waste of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That happened. You did that. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. In that, and this is the yeah. thing about improv too. In the moment that you made that decision, whatever yeah. it was that you decided to do, in the moment that you made that decision, you weren't airdropped into your life in that moment. Everything that you did was predicated on what brought you to that point. Does that make sense? Yes. And so, you know, it's not like, oh my God, I wish I didn't do that. At the time that you were doing that, that seemed to be the thing that you needed to do. Do you, in your work, draw a distinction between what makes this art and what makes this 
um, community building? Um, <clears throat> uh, Does it have to be art? It's all art. Even community building is art. Okay. Anybody so, that's exactly, building a community right. is art. Um, it's, it's the idea. I mean, what's the goal, in other words, is, 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 is another way to ask that Are question. Are you asking me yeah, what the goal yeah, is? Yeah, um, The goal for me is self-realization. The idea that I am here doing what it is that I'm doing in that moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, to go, ain't it grand? Mm -hmm. um, I think that we should have a, a celebration every year, worldwide celebration. I'm just figuring out this, figuring this right. Go with me on this one called Celebrate Your Brain Day. Mm -hmm. And it's one day out of the year yeah. where you go, I have a fucking great brain. Yeah. Or you say to somebody, yeah. you have a great brain. I love the way your brain fucking works. Here's a happy brain day card for you. Let's have a brain day drink or let's fucking do something for brain day. What are you doing for brain day? Because we aren't celebrating the fact that our brains are fucking amazing things. Amazing so when you need. say, what's the goal here? Yep, yep. For me, the goal is to say, ain't it grand? Yeah. Look what you got. Yeah, yeah. Improv does that, and it's good. It's, it does make you love your brain, doesn't it? If you think about it, you go, yeah. I would not have thought about that. I never thought about that until right now. Yeah. 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 And, and the idea of whatever just happened has never happened before. And to, to appreciate that, that, whatever it is that I made happen, or whatever it is that you made happen, you made that happen because your brain. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm quiet because I'm thinking. It, it, <clears throat> this morning I thought, Improv is good for the brain, the body, and the heart. And the soul. And the soul. Right. What else does that? I, what I find is... Writing's not good for my body. I'll tell you that. Writing no, is not good no, for my body. No. Um, I don't know how good sports is for the brain. Well, there probably is some so They'd say something. Thing. They'd say something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I think Michael Jordan would be the first to admit he's not a, you know... A genius. Well, uh, okay, great. So and what fine. I love, what I love, because you, you just you just reminded me of something when um, I remember Dell once talking about Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, and Michael Jordan, and um, and what they're doing is they're improvising. They're they, what they were doing yeah. is they're improvising. They're yeah. collaborating, and they are mindful and aware of every fucking thing that's happening. And 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 because we're essentially on radio, I can't really give a good physical example of this but you know Jordan will be coming down court and Jordan will, will, will say will make a present Jordan will be coming down court and what will happen is you know you'll just see him not even look he'll just fucking right. toss the ball yeah. and you go where is he tossing right. it and there's Pippin right behind you know and, and Pippin grabs it and you're like how did he fucking know that Pippin was there because he's looking at it from over it He's looking, he's not just on the, yes. on the court. Yes. He's looking at it from yes. over it. And he is also aware of what does, what what's Scottie Pippen's gym shoes sound like? Right. What is Kerr's, uh, Steve Kerr's gym shoes sound like? If it's something that, a gym shoe that I, gym shoe, look at me. Yeah, gym shoe. Gym shoe. Gym shoe. <laughs> it's a gym shoe. You know, it's like shoe sounds like, step sound like. Yeah. You know, and if it's one of those steps that he isn't mindful or aware yeah. of, yeah. then he is not he is going to be aware that there's somebody there's a stranger coming up behind me and you don't have to look you just trust the moment 
you trust what's going on, and you know that you will know what you need to know when you need to know what you need to know. So in the meantime, just fucking keep But there is it. a limit to his imagination because finally he is on a basketball court. He can't change that space. And Absolutely. As improvisers, we can be in we can be on Mars in a second if we, if we want to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the great thing about not getting the exposition at the beginning of the scene. Yes. Because if you get the exposition at yes. the beginning of the scene, you are you are choke you are you're, you're putting a governor on the creative process yes yes exactly that's that's right that's right so that's why when we start a scene in the middle and, and and i say i just can't do this and you say well you gotta do it whatever the fuck it is it's like i just don't want to do it it's like you got to do this and like the bigger the thing is it's like oh my god the artist is going what who's who's what, what is it that, what's the thing what's the thing what is the thing what is the thing yeah and the tension is let's let's fucking build that tension and not tell them what the fucking thing is until we need to tell them what the thing is and here's another thing if we go you got to do it i can't do it you got to do it i can't do it it's like we think oh oh it's like you got to kill that person i can't kill that person all right i've seen that scene i've seen that scene how about this you got to do it. no i can't do it it's like you got to do it you've got to put the sugar in the coffee it's like yeah. i will not fucking do that yeah it's like oh then we pull the rug out from under the audience and we go you thought that it was this but it's not so yes you're right that michael jordan is always on the court and so he has that he doesn't have that ability to suddenly i don't know be somewhere else or something have you learned in doing this work that that i mean <laughs> to quote Anne frank um, um, people are basically good. Yes, and one of the things that I realized. Yes, yes. Yeah. And one of the things that I that I nobody's going to come to my class if they want to fight with me. You know, so people are going to come to my class because they want. To I see. Fight. So you're only going to be dealing with good people anyway, by virtue of the fact who comes into. I don't know if they're good. I yeah. know that they're going to be listening to me in this uh -huh. moment because uh -huh. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your pronouns is. I don't care where you went to school. I don't, I don't want to know any of that fucking information at all. Yeah. I certainly don't want to know what your political affiliation is. I just do not want to know this because I don't want to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go in and say, we are here, we're in this moment, because who you are and what you are and your personality and yourself, it's not allowed in the fucking room. Mm -hmm. That's why you're an actor. Right. And not an improviser. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, right. Why, that's why to call yourself, you know, to, to say, I am, I am an actor. Yep, yep, yeah, I know. And that's why I need to call you Bill, so that you know that I'm not talking to Sam. Yeah. So where do you think... Where do you think this sounds? It's kind of like a journalist question, but I'm kind of I'm kind of like a journalist. <laughs> um, um, what's next? I mean, where do you think? What direction are you excited about? Where it's? Can you see where it's heading? Um, I don't care where it's heading. I really don't care where it's heading. All that all that I uh, for me, I want to know what for me. It's what's the evolution of the work that I'm doing, mm -hmm. and what is it that's happening? And I, I and. And this is what I celebrate. I celebrate the fact that I can go to Sydney, Australia, or I can go to Melbourne. Mm -hmm. I can go to the Improv Conspiracy in Melbourne. Every fucking year, they will hire me to come out and to work with these great actors in that moment. And I'm watching people being inspired by the work that we're doing, um, being connected to. So if you want to say, what's the goal? The goal is this. I want you to be free. I, just I want, want you to be free. I right. want you to be free. That's and right. I, and I want you to let go of all those things that make you not look like a fucking human being. Do you, you know, I was, <laughs> I was, this sounds silly. I was reading Emerson the other day. Okay. Now, maybe other people have made this connection, but I just, I was reading, I thought, oh my God, this is a manual for the improviser. Mm -hmm. Self-reliance, all the stuff he's talking about, spontaneity. I mean, it, 
it was Emerson who said uh, consistency is the hobgoblin, you know, all, all that stuff. And I thought, oh my God, I wish I had read Emerson when I was writing that book. And then I put together that people think of Emerson as one of the one of the founders of American thought and American freedom. So then I sort of went did like a transitive property thing, and I went, "This is a country that should be improvised." And then I went to Trump, and I thought, "Well, if you're a narcissist, you can't improvise." No, right? No, because you're bringing yourself into everything. Yes, exactly. And right. Everything that you're doing is about self. Right. And and what I realized at at Improv Olympic that I thought was really, like I remember having this epiphany, I had so many epiphanies back then, because n keep in mind Sam, nobody was teaching this back then. In 83, 84, you know, there was Second City, there was Improv Olympic IO. Um, but what part weren't they teaching? They Nobody was teaching improv. Nobody was really teaching improv. They were that teaching time. like, but what about the training center? At, at, but what I'm saying is that yeah. wasn't really... But I'm saying Second City Training Center yeah, was yeah, teaching it. Yeah. IO was teaching it. Nobody else was teaching it. So all of this shit was new to us. I got it. I so got the it. moment that, that we started going, oh my God, like this this is connected to improvisation and this is connected to improvisation. And living in your living in those moments of, of, oh my God, I'm so excited to discover what the fuck I'm discovering in this moment. Yeah, you guys... You got your generation had that thrill that I think the compass had, and then was kind of dormant for a few decades. Um, 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 for whatever reason, maybe it was because the political sphere was so exciting in the 60s, and that's where a lot of the emotional energy went. I don't know, I'm just thinking about this now, but for whatever reason, you guys in the late 80s and early 90s really plugged in in a way holistically in a way that the they they weren't doing in the 70s i i also feel like there's and what your what what your book really um opened my eyes to is it's an evolution it's an evolution and you know what else i think dell did have something to do with that. Well, with the I, when, opening up. But when you, know? when you when you're talking about all that stuff, the, you know, when you were just a, just a moment ago talking yeah. about all that stuff, what hit me was that's all Dell. That's, that's all Dell. That's all Dell. And Del. because yeah. it's all Dell, we have to say it's all Sharna. We've mm -hmm. got to go. It's all Sharna Halpern. It's all fucking Sharna because Sharna saw Dell yep. and said, that "I want man, that guy. I want that guy." Yep. And and so when you go when, all of this yes. is not a it, yes it's about Dell yep. but it's also about Sharna um, uh, facilitating yep. that yeah uh, facil facilitating those opportunities so we're talking about before Dell and after Dell I guess is what we're saying we're talking about Paul Sills at first right and then Paul Sills goes to do his own thing. He, right. he leaves, basically leaves Second City. Right. And then the sort of mystical that you and I are talking about m seems to have been absent for, God, I, I hate saying, as a writer, I want to do my research before I make any claim publicly, so right. I'm, I'm, I'm tentative to saying this, but it seems to have been absent uh, from Chicago until uh, Dell comes back, right? So well, well, but the thing is that you did describe it in your book. You know, it's I did say of, that. Okay, but, yeah. But you, you said it in a different way, and the way that, you, but you, you talked about it. Like Dell hit sobriety. Yes. And when Dell hit sobriety, suddenly, and when Dell hit sobriety, yes. and Sharna was able to go. Yes. That 
and David Shepard was able to, you know, Dell, uh, uh, Sharna and David Shepard doing improv Olympics. Yes. And then Dell and his sobriety. And the great thing was, if Dell wasn't, this is such an interesting thing, if Dell, <laughs> this is so inside baseball, if Dell wasn't all fucked up on heroin or whatever the fuck he was taking, yeah. um, he wouldn't have gotten kicked out of directing at Second City. Yeah. And if he wasn't going to get kicked out of directing at Second City, you know, his sobriety, his sobriety was what for me brought it all together. I think that's, I think that's right. You know, his sobriety brought it all together. And it, again, everything that led up to Sharna meeting Dell uh, and connecting with Dell had to do with the way that Dell lived his life. You put it really. You that that's very clear the way you're saying it, and I that that's absolutely how I how I see it. I'm remembering now the re reading and the research of the book that resonates completely. And Sharna does deserve all of that all of that credit. All of that for producing Dell, basically. Absolutely, yeah. and for understanding his methodology. Yeah. And and to codify his methodology, and to and to give the man a, a a bully pulpit upon which to to project his philosophy. And Are his young life. improvisers interested in Dale? Do they know about I Dale? I I talked about um, <laughs> I I've had to describe who Viola Spolin is to people. Interesting. And and uh, I don't know that people know who Dell is um, anymore. Uh, I know that there are people you know that. Of course, because that was a major part of that is a major part of my life. But I don't think that people know, and I wonder if people go, oh, you know, there's a there's that that song uh, outside of a small circle of friends, uh, that folk singer. Uh, I can't remember his name. He committed suicide in the sixties. Um, but anyway, um, outside of small circles of friends, I don't think it really matters. Mm. Um, it's academic. Um, uh, but what I love about your book is for those people that are are just starting out this mm -hmm. way. It's like here we go, man. This is this is how it all happened. And what really there was one section in there that that made me go, oh, for fuck's sake! It was like I don't know when it was, mid forties or something like that. You write that that Viola Spolin got up in front of a group and asked for some suggestions. Yes, and that was the first time anybody asked for a fucking suggestion. And that's why I say this was born in America. You know, people they talk about, and Bernie Sollins was 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 not helpful in this respect. Um, Bernie would say to legitimize Second City, he would say, "Oh, we are growing out of the Commedia dell'arte tradition." He was trying to be fancy about it, and I understand why. And Bernie was an intellectual, and and I think a little embarrassed to be an improv, you know, impresario. So he would say, "You know, we're Commedia dell'arte," and that that bad idea got into the blood, the water supply of what this is. And when I found out that Viola, Viola just asked for a suggestion, I thought, this is a different thing than, than Comedia Dell. This is a completely different thing. And Comedia, they never started from... My point is that Comedia, they never started from zero. No. They ad-libbed around the outside. It was a template. It was a template. It's, exactly. plug, it's plug and play. It's plug and play. And Viola said, we don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Right. Um, that is America. Yes. Uh, and that started. There's an absolute moment where that started, um, and uh, that was an eye-opening thing for me to write. So I'm I'm glad that you responded. It was really to cool. That. And there was another one that was oh oh uh, when you said Second City, a group of Second City came to New York and did a show, 
And that was the first time theatrical improvisation was in Manhattan. Yeah. Am I getting that right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, was it Second City or was it um, Premise? I don't know. I don't know who was first. But maybe Second City did. Yes, because they went to Square East, I think. Yes. I think they went to Square East. They had a little outpost. And the premise... God, the premise I found so interesting, too. People don't really know about it. People don't know about the premise. Um, But um, in terms of... In terms of the story of African-American improvisation, what Ted Flicker was doing, because this was white Jews. Ted Flicker, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, This was white Jews, and then Ted Flicker did this thing called The Living Premise in 1963. So the premise started, I think, in 61, and that was more white white folks, Jews. Not half Jews. So anyhow, in 63, Flicker said, let's deal with civil rights. Right. And let's do, let's have half white improvisers and half black improvisers and let's do scenes and see what happened. And, and so all this stuff I read, you know, so that was an amazing chapter. Um, and I found transcriptions of scenes that I wrote about in the book and spoke to some people who were there. That's fucking activism that was happening right there in the 60s in the theater and um, um, the premise is a fascinating chapter. And um, they took improv to England in what was called the premise affair. And of course, the Lord Chamberlain, who was like the censor in England, required them to have a script before they went on stage. And they were like, wait, we don't have a script. This is improv. So improv was literally impossible in England. It's so funny you should say that because I, I, work, uh, I work in London a lot. Like, uh, and I was really shocked to find out when I first started that they don't really, imp- they didn't, they didn't, ah, I'm going to be really careful about this. The, the improv that we know in the States, they yeah. don't know that there. And I think they about, don't, is that, this is contemporary. This is when you go yes, there. Yes. I've, I've been going there. I go, I work out of the nursery, um, to the theater in, in London and I work out of the nursery and, um, they're doing great work there, but they're still, not so much now, but they're still just making discoveries about what this is. Amazing. And I would imagine that it's because of what you're talking they about. They started later. Maybe they, they started, started later. later. Uh, going back to, to Comedia dell'arte, um, I, I got my... So I've been, I've been... This is actually my 50th year of being an actor. So I got my start when I was 10. And what... Uh, my first interaction with improvisation was in a theater company called Geese Theater Company for Prisons. And we went around the United States teaching non-comedic improvisation in prisons. Oh my God. And it was mask work and oh very movement-oriented, um, agitprop, guerrilla theater, that sort of thing. And that really had the sense of, uh, of comedic dollarity because we would go into certain places um, and learn information about that joint, about what just happened in that joint, about what's going on with you know, interaction between people. And we'd come in with a template, plug and play, but there was still a sense of improvisation. There. Right. It was like the scenario format that the compass did in the early on. Is right. Early on is what it sounds right. like. I got you. Yeah. And, and, and you know, going back again, talking about all this stuff and the question of, like, do younger people know about this? Like, I, I, it, it's academic. It keeps going back to it's academic. And I think what is the, the equivalent of that for me would m- maybe be 
uh, uh, Stella Adler and uh, those those people teaching the method um, back then were just well that's still alive but it just seems kind of academic to me and I don't know I don't know how well, much that would change it, it I I believe I believe in it because you got to know what your tools are mm-hmm. and your to- what your tools are everything that's been tried in the course of human history so to get an education whether it's my book or Jeffrey Sweet's book or any of the books about improvisation or anything that anyone's interested in any sphere to learn what has been done is another color in your palette for you to reject or steal from so I think history is just a, a great big, you know, supermarket with a blank check. And, and uh, um, that, that uh, so, like, when you say, well, so, I, I just, the period. <laughs> period. Uh, uh, so, I don't know what you mean by academic, but... I, 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 what, I mean, what, what I mean by that is somebody going, oh, isn't that interesting, as opposed to what you just described, yeah. which is exactly it, which is, no, I'm teaching you another skill set if yes. you'd be interested in doing that. And I love that you brought up Jeffrey's book, because Jeffrey's a friend of mine, yeah. and uh, and and I just, I want everybody to fucking know about that Right, book. exactly, and exactly. And who hasn't read that fucking exactly, book? Exactly, exactly. And, and so, so Jeffrey's book, Something Wonderful Right Away, is, uh, which I think is just an interesting, it's, it's a written oral history of... Of the Compass Players in Second City, and also what's her name's book on the Compass? Oh, Janet Coleman's book, oh, fabulous, unbelievable, fabulous, such book. a great book, fabulous book. Yeah, a, another one. For, and I love Bernie's book, Days and Nights. Of I Second love Bernie's City. book, and I and and um, and uh, Howard Johnson's book about Dell has oh. and and whatever it is, right? It, whatever it is, the past is uh, uh, gold, right? Right. And I, I taught uh, Gary Schwartz, who is, is a, a, an acolyte of Viola. Uh, I think he's in Oregon or Washington. Um, and he, uh, I took a workshop of his in Canberra, Australia, at uh, this thing called Improvention. Um, not Improvention, but Improvention, a convention of improvisers. And um, I took a class of his, and I'm sitting there, it's probably four years ago, and I'm sitting in his class, and I'm watching going, because he's teaching Viola exercises and he talks about Viola and I'm going, oh, fuck, that was Viola. Exactly. I thought that was me. Right, I thought right. I came up with that. Right, and when I was reading Emerson, <laughs> I thought, oh, it's actually maybe Emerson. It goes back before Viola. Right. M- maybe. I mean, to everyone who's listening, just check out Self-Reliance and I think you'll see what I mean. Um, and and that, that just further legitima- legitimizes the spiritual transcendent aspect of this work so any so no so, you're yes. absolutely you're absolutely right and to go I, and so that's that's one of the reasons i say call yourself an actor not an improviser because acting has gone back you know thousands of years yeah you know, improv is maybe 70 years yeah or a human i would even say bigger than actor is human being yeah. call yourself a human being right right but you're saying if you sell tickets to being a human being you're an actor <laughs> that's what you're <laughs> right, exactly saying. and yeah uh, uh, and and i think my, my friend brian loman who works with uh, impro theater i don't know if you've seen impro theater no oh they they do they are great i need i'm so glad i really i've stopped going after i did this book but i'm so hungry for it well impro theater they uh they do you know, they do, which is what everybody's doing now, they improvise Jane Austen, but they also do um, an improvised uh, Twilight Zone, an improvised cowboy movie, an improvised uh, uh, film noir film. And it's not just go, tonight we're going to be doing it. It's like yeah. in costume, 
They get a dramaturge, they have somebody come in, and they rehearse the fuck out of these things. And then you're watching it. I remember watching them at um, an improv festival in Austin, and they did an improvised Shakespeare, and I'm looking going, I know, I know a great deal. I was in, I was in uh, Reduce Shakespeare Company, and I know, I know Shakespeare. You know, yeah. And I'm looking going, I don't remember the Shakespeare play, and I'm realizing, oh, they're improvising it. They're fucking improvising it. That's why I don't know this fucking Shakespeare play. Wow. But they are that fucking good. So... We're looking at, you know, again, there's the actor and improviser coming through. They also do an improvised Christmas special, uh, television Christmas special. I don't know what the fuck that is. But looking at all of that, getting really fucking excited about it because they do their fucking homework. Yeah. And when I watch You can it, see it. You can see it. You can see it. You can feel it right away. You walk into a space and everybody on stage is dressed up nice. Like, I want to stop going to a show where I'm watching somebody up on stage with a t-shirt that says something, yeah, yeah. a pair of fucking ripped jeans. Unless everybody has a t-shirt and ripped jeans, you're not present, you're not mindful, you're not aware of what the fuck is well, going on. Well, you know, Bernie made him wear suits and jackets and ties. I found that the most, to be the most ironic thing in my life was, not the most, but such an ironic thing in my life, was like, I railed against having a nine-to-five job where I had to wear a suit and tie. And what do I do? I get into a theater where every fucking night... I I've got to wear a suit and a tie. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. Well, it changes the quality of your attention. It changes the quality of your, con- I mean, of what you're thinking. It, cha- it, cha- it, it changes. Whether it's better or worse, I don't know. I think what you're saying is you've OD'd on the other thing. Well, it's not that I OD'd on the other thing. I just feel like, you know what? Um, uh, I, I paid $12 for parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you you yeah. know, I bought the, I, you know, I'm dressed up nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, my girlfriend Laura and I, we will go out for dinner uh, beforehand. We're making an evening of it, yeah. and you're up there. You know, there's there's a, a woman, an actor up there wearing a fucking juicy couture, you know, fucking pair of stretch pants, and I'm going, what the fuck? Yeah, I love it. It's old fashioned. I love this. Yeah, I, it's old fashioned. It yeah. is old fashioned, but yeah. at the same time, it's theater. I get I'm it. Pay, and and here's don't don't even start me. I don't know whether we should get paid. I well, that's yes. another thing. You yes. Know, somebody paying 15 bucks yep. to get in. Where does that money go? Right. Yep. Yep. Is that still controversial? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, Jesus. UCB had it going on in you know New York. People were going, where's my money? And I totally agree with that. You know, I think that there was a group out of... Um, a really uh, well-known group out of I.O. who said, you know what? we got to get paid. Yeah. We're, you know, you, we're packing this in What are they, intern? Improv, imp- is it like internship and right. improviser? Yeah. Now, here's a weird thing. The stage manager gets, the, the lighting, the, the, the guy in lights gets paid or the person on lights gets paid, the person who's playing this the piano This is totally insupportable paid. as an argument. I mean, this is absolute shit. Absolutely I, I'm shocked people are still trying to maintain that this is a legitimate way. Uh, you know what? Nobody to has treat ever... People. Bought it, and I feel like, can you fucking pay people? They, you get paid at Second City, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you get paid at Second it's City. It's a union yeah. gig. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Um, I don't know that. I don't know about uh, the Groundlings. It's funny that we don't talk about the Groundlings. I don't know about the Groundlings. I don't know that they get paid. Isn't it, it funny that we don't talk about the Groundlings? Isn't it funny? It's so pro. It's it's profound what you just said. Yeah. And we just got quiet. We just got right, quiet because right, I'm, I'm thinking going. I'm thinking going. I uh I uh I you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen improv at the... I, well, yeah. I mean, I, I should say one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my life was at the Groundlings. Lovely. Um, Jennifer Coolidge... Lovely. ...did... Uh, she did the Glass Menagerie as a... As, I don't, do you remember this? No. I went back the second day and I saw it. She was just... It was... The best way to describe it was just Jennifer Coolidge 
doing the glass menagerie. <laughs> Wait, there you go. Exact, right, exactly. No, it was... Yeah, it was oh, Here's that. another thing about that. It's Jennifer Coolidge knows the glass menagerie. There's an audience in there that is watching somebody who either knows or doesn't know about the glass menagerie. And that in You're itself, saying that's gone? No, I'm just saying oh, that's a lovely dynamic that's there. That's, that's a lovely yeah. dynamic there. Yeah. And it's also somebody who is a professional actor, a professional improviser. Is that a phrase? Yeah. Why right. is it that I've never heard that phrase right, before? Right. A professional improviser? A yeah. professional improviser. I'm saying it again yep. because I fucking want to hear that phrase. A professional improviser. Up there. I, was it written? Because they write. Was it? Was it? It was written. Yes, of course. It was a written. sketch. A right. Sketch. A sketch. Yeah, yeah. It was sketch. It was sketch. Um, Different than what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, how I, does it happen, professional improviser? How do you get that to happen? How do we get that to happen? Um, you start demanding to be paid, and you start saying, "I will do this gig, and I want X amount." Um, or I'm going to do this gig, and I would like a drink. I would like twenty bucks. Whatever the fuck it is, I want to get fucking twenty bucks. Because if you got. 70 people, God forbid, God forbid you should have 70 people in an audience. Yeah. If you got, say, 35 people in the audience, maybe we're not charging enough. Right. Maybe we're not charging enough because uh, Laura and I went to see, uh, what did we go? We went to see uh, Linda Vista. Uh, um, oh, yeah, I went to see it. Yeah, oh, yeah, fucking yeah. great. Yeah, Tracy yeah. Letts. I know. Great. It was, loved it. It was great, wasn't it? Was it was great. It yeah. was great. So you go to see Linda Vista and you're paying whatever you're paying, you know, Seventy dollars for yep. a ticket, something like that, and all the actors are union actors, equity. You know, they get paid for that. So let's fucking start charging more. What that means is mm. that we've got to stop having shitty fucking improv. But when you're dealing with something that is unknown, to have people pay a lot for that. But what's unknown? The unknown is the product is the unknown. Yes. Right? But the cast is not the unknown. True. But if the product, if you have an off night, yeah. I mean, then you're asking the audience to gamble. Right? right. But aren't you doing this? It's the same thing if I go to see a, 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 a jazz trio, maybe? Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I, no, no. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm, I'm playing. I'm thinking, okay, we go to see a jazz trio. Um, right. If you go to see Miles Davis and he just says, I'm going to fuck around tonight, you're still going to pay. You're still going to pay because right. it's Miles Davis. Right. So if you go to see a Rosowski Clifford show, right. you're going to go, I don't know what the product's going to be, right. but I know that Rosowski and Clifford as a brand yes. is... Awesome. Right. Or let's say the original UCB got back together. Absolutely. And, and they did. Oh, people wanted to want to do that. Right, people right. People to see that. People are going to want to see that. So, right. So then you're saying, then maybe that improvisers need a level of visibility. It's got to, to start even before that. I think improvisers need a, need a, an understanding of professionalism. Mm. And I feel like that's what has to happen. That more, more improvisers have to look at themselves more actors who improvise have to look at themselves and say, uh, what is my brand? What is my product? What is it that I'm doing? Put on a fucking tie is what you're saying. Well, that's essentially it. Yeah, Put yeah. on a fucking tie. Yeah. Put on a tie. Yes. And, and here's another thing. Put on a tie. Listen to somebody. Dare to fail. Right. Open yourself up. Be vulnerable. Be be interested in what your partner's saying. And, 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 and don't play for the fucking laughs. And here's the thing. If you don't play for the laughs, you're going to get laughs. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You know, people, you know, there was a, there was a, a group that I work with. I, I people think are still playing for laughs. Well, yeah, of I mean, course. Beginner, they are. okay, of okay, course okay, they yeah. are. Of course they are. Hey, I, I, like I to you know, I did, a, I did a show, uh, worked with a group of people, group of people in in Sydney, and it's like, you know, they they said, uh, Deborah's asking to teach you how to be funny. It's like, oh no, 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 I am not going to teach you how to be funny. That's not my that's not my goal. 
And whenever somebody says, you know what would be funny if, I'm like, oh, I don't want to have anything to do yeah. with you. <laughs> right. You know, because right. that's not collaboration. No, no, that's not collaboration. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And I, so, so I love what you're saying. I have a to- totally new appreciation for for putting on a pair of shoes and, and throwing on a jacket and, and yes, uh, demand respect. Well, demand respect, and, and uh, yes, demand respect, and in order for you to demand respect, you've got to respect yourself. Yeah, yeah. God, maybe Bernie was right. <laughs> maybe Bernie was right about that. I, I fucking, I, for me, I, I listen to Bernie, I, I, you know, I, I, I work with Bernie, I work with Dell, I work with these guys, and they all have something to say. Right. Did, sh- did, did, did Sheldon, just to... <laughs> did Sheldon have something to say? Yeah. Oh sure, he did. He did. Like right. he and I were at loggerheads. Yeah, you know, he, I, I felt that way. You know, I felt that. Did I talk to you about that? No, no. Okay. But he always seems to be left out of this, and I sort of put it together that maybe she, it, it, that's probably not so interesting. But but um, but Bernie, yes, Bernie, yes. And look, I mean. Do you believe in play to the top of your intelligence? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. that was a Dell thing. That was like, oh, that was Dell. Well, no, but, but, but that's what I remember Dell saying. Okay. But I'm okay. sure that Dell got it from all those people. But look where the fuck they came from. Right. University of Chicago. Right. You know, and these weren't the guys that went on to 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 be astrophysicists. No. They learned at the University of Chicago. They had a background again in theater and understanding theater and understanding and David Shepard, understanding what's going on in, in the in the body politic and, and wanting to be um, wanting to to, to help um, the, the underclass express themselves. Yes. And all of those things. But in order for you to do that, you've got to know what it is that you're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, and Dell Del taught that too. I mean, learn. Learn. He would blow right? me away. And I mentioned it on the other podcast. Um, I think Dell would say, because his classes were essentially just Dell. And he would get up in front of, you know, at, at class, he would go, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about, what are you reading now? And, he would and, and 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 it's like I don't want I'm not talking about what improv book you're reading because there weren't any improv books back right. then but like what are you reading now and right. someone would come up with a, a someone would say a, an author and he goes I read that book and if you like that book you'll like this book and talk to somebody else is like yeah that book was good until that happened in this that author did you know that he it's like fucking know as much as you can know and that's what I learned from Dell know as much as you can know yes and yes. that goes back to us talking about history Exactly, exactly. And Dell knew, he knew, yes, yes. Great. <laughs> Let's end with yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, this was so great, David. Thank you. <laughs> you have to be obsessed with something that is true. Well, isn't that the driving force of all things creative? Thank you for coming over for the chat, Sam Watson, and thank you for your great book, Improv Nation, How We Made a Great American Art. And speaking of art, and speaking of books, I'm in the final stages of writing The Improv Lesson, my book about how I look at improvisation and how it's changed my life. It's been a great process. I'd love to tell you more about it and keep you up to date on the book's news. So won't you please head over to davidrosowski.com and sign up for my very low-impact mailing list? Send me a note letting me know if there's something you'd like me to include in the book. Thank you in advance. If you live somewhere, chances are I'll be teaching there. And now there's Rosowski remotely in my online one-on-one coaching sessions. All you need is an internet connection and we'll be working together. Info at davidrosowski.com. ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Send questions and comments to dave at addcomedy.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>